0: Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Meir Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions, and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Okay, we're on. Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Tara. Let's uh, continue on with the Peleod. This is Hashem. So, if... Um, Anyone's worried? We shouldn't worry. Just don't worry. Because tonight, we're going to have... Here's some pearls of wisdom from the Pellaeoites regarding Daiga. Da, daaga. daga So, yeah, we'll talk about that song. Um, so, so um, he says as follows. Um... So we say, Chazal says, he starts off and he says, Right And he doesn't know what this is. It's like Sa. it's like, what does that word mean? So he says, there's a mechleik is really what it means, but they're both right. Either it can mean to bury it. Which means, you suppress it. You have a worry, what do you do? You, you, just, you, you bury it. Or it could mean, is sach, comes from the word, is to speak about it. Speak about it, to uh, unload, unload to a friend. And he's quick to say, by the way, that... Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's funny. He's quick to say that... Um, don't unload it to a friend who is just a friend as an R. You should make sure you unload it to a Tamil to somebody who's wise, somebody who's a ben teira, because otherwise it could be like a story I had actually this week. Um, a guy um, was telling me he, he he I guess he was unloading a little bit. He was having some Sean bias issues, and um, his wife did this and this thing. So he tells me he said I said what you do about it. He spoke to, he called two of his friends, just to talk to them. One of his friends told him as follows, true story. He said, if my wife would do that, I'd be out of there. (laughs) And like, and I don't know why she's complaining that you don't do such and such, because you you should come see what I do in my house. I do nothing. So I said to the guy, I said, do you see who you're dealing with? And then the other friend, he said, Oh my, wow, she's, she's really nuts. Um, thank God, he said, the other friend told him, that I'm glad you're telling me this, because I have a sister who, who's nuts like that, and I was worried if she can get married. But now that I see that your wife, true story, he says, <laughs> yeah. now that I see that your wife acts like that, and she's married, you know, um, he's a little bit younger, he's married, she's married so many years, I feel much better about my sister getting married. So I told him, I said, then I learned this. <laughs> Sorry, I learned who, who are you supposed to talk to? I said, obviously, guy number one. I said, he's probably not happily, ha- I mean, he's probably miserably married. He said, yeah, he said that the guy ended up telling him that his friend told him that they were only married, married in, um, in appearance. We all understand what that means, but there's really no marriage. I said and that 's who you 're calling up with you, you, you are you trying to get divorced or are you this is exactly what the Peleoides is saying saying be careful and you might not even know that now it was a good thing that the guy happened to know that yes, this friend that I spoke to is uh, only married in appearance because um, you know this is not somebody you speak to you don't you have to you have an, an issue you speak to somebody who could who who was abroad who has a uh, who has a, you know, bigger shoulders? Who understands everything? You might say, what does a guy understand? What does a talmudchal understand? That my problems, my worries in parnasa, my worries in business. So I personally went to the um, square reb uh, year, years ago, and I had a business question. So here. And I also thought, like, what does he know? What does he, you know, like, how does he gonna know? What does he know? And there, it's amazing. It's not necessarily knowing. That's Torah. It's, that's, it's, it's, seeing things from a clearer picture and, and, and saying, no, this is, this is, a, this is the way to go. And I, I just, I would love to go more. I just, I can't, I don't, I can't, uh, it's hard for me to wait four hours, uh, when I'm really tired and travel. But, but the truth is, is that it's amazing that you can go to a Rebbe that, that never did a business, day of business in his life. And, um, you know, that's, uh, and is able to advise. So, that's what he says, if you have a worry, and you're worried about something, you need advice, you need just to unload. First, he says, bury it, suppress it. You see I not, and then others, if that doesn't work, then you should speak about it, but speak about it to, to the right person. Because most of, uh, our officials says, that not, he, he say, brought it down from a study, that 98% of what pe- the, the Tzarists, that people have, they never worried about. Basically, saying is that what you worry about, ninety-eight percent will never come to fruition. That worry that you have, you're gonna lose your job. You know uh, whatever it is. But the sorrows that people have, the the, the tribulations and, and and troubles that people have, are from things that they never worried about. They just happen. So why worry? So that's that's uh, you know. So, if you suppress it, you put it down, you say, okay, it's not, it's not there. Now, we'll, we'll talk about how what psychologists say about suppressing it, but... You can suppress a worry, that's okay. Right. Not an issue. Suppressing an oh, right. issue is a different thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the worry. We're po- talking about the dagger. Of course, you have to do whatever, whatever you say to do. So, he brings down, however, this the famous song, but I bet you don't know the end of the song. <laughs> however, however, why you shouldn't worry. He brings down the Chazal, say, however, ayin... However, the past is not, is gone. It's, whatever happened, happened. Right? Ha'asid such a, I never like took time to really understand this show. Ha'asid Adayin is not here. We, 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 we don't even know. It's not here. We don't even know what, what's, there's nothing to worry about. Dagaminaim. Right? Is that the end of the song? It is the end of the song, but not the Pasuk. The Chazal, it says, Kush Come, the end. End of the uh, passage. end of the uh, phrase is "Kum Get up and drink wine, <laughs> right? <laughs> not, but not not to become. It doesn't mean that drown your prob, your problems in alcohol. That's not what he means. It means it's like come and you rejoice. Celebrate. Rejoice. Come on. Celebrate a little bit, right? <laughs> it, the Gemara does say if it's used properly. That yain brings simcha is part of the, the simcha that the yain brings. The Gemara says is that it does it, it calms down, it, it takes an edge off, so it, it, it does have those medicinal values, and that's something to be used wisely and you know without without becoming a um, a crutch. And I, and I tell people all the time, it's a shame that you don't use it wisely because then you're not going to be able to use it ever. So you have to make sure that it's done. Wisely, and it's a it's a very scary tool. But the um, it's better if we don't have that crutch at all. We don't use that. And what do we do? We do, listen to what he says. We 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 have have uh, we realize we can't do anything about it. And whatever we can do, we are doing. I'm sure we're doing. And don't let don't mm-hmm. let it get us. So first, we can't fret the bed. We have to. Um, we have to. If you spell the words daiga, is Dalet, aleph gimel hey, right? The first what is what is it missing? It's the first five letters of the alphabet: da- Dalet, aleph gimel hey. But with one letter that we're missing in the five. Which one is that? Base, base. That's the base. The base stands for betachon. So daiga only comes because you're missing the base. You're missing the betachon. And if you put the base in, there's no more daiga. And we have b'tachan because whatever whatever happens is g- uh, is going to be for the good, and if it doesn't, it's it's for the good also. So uh, so that's it. Why there's nothing to worry about. So Chazal say that you have to train your heart that um, whatever happens is for the good. Um, like uh, like we had by Tsaras, he brings down what happened. Tsaras was in the house. We came to Eretz Yisrael. And they needed money. They even told Dovah Hamelech that, you know, we have a problem. We can't support everyone. So, what happened was the uh, taras came on the house. Nowadays we call it mold. But it wasn't right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't know. Nowadays we don't we don't have the hashkachu. We don't find. I don't know the mold specialists, Maybe that they're taking all the treasures. So <laughs> you got to be careful. But uh, the bottom line is that's exactly what happened. They were worried, and they saw mold. Oh no, my house is gonna have to come down. What a hassle! What a cup of ice. We have to take everything out of the house, right? And then we had to take down the house and take it. And what do we see? And what did they see? They saw the treasures that were hidden in the walls. So why couldn't Hashem just say, you know what, you need money? Here, Shefala, I'll give you money. So he says, the answer is, is because it was the betachan that they had that helped them bring the money. That betachan that they said, you know what, I'm, have to, I'm doing what Hashem wants. I, I, I'll find a way to rebuild my house. I'll, I'll, I'll get the money. I'll take another mortgage. Don't worry about it. That betachan helps them find the treasure. So they needed that as is chus. Um... Like he brings a Palais brings a story of a king that had had and on somebody that was chayev misa, so um, he he was able to give him a small punishment. What happens if that person, if you tell him, you know what, we'll get we'll, we'll 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 give you a knas and right now you're not you're not gonna have money, so it's like it's like you're dead. I'll find a way. What happens when you give that knas to the person? The king does it, who's a friend. The guy's elated. He's so happy, right? Because he got his life back, so now that's how we should feel when we have a little tsara, when we have something that happened to us that's difficult, that's, that's uh, a little challenging. It's that no, wow, Hashem did that to us because we got our, uh, you know, we, we got we got our amazing, we we got, we got our life back, and, and we could have. So that's something that we have to realize, we have to practice that it's in our heart. Another muscle he brings of a king. That a guy, is he finds a guy a million dollars, a guy doesn't have a million dollars. He says, all right, you know what, here. here let me loan you a million dollars. You know what, I'll give it to you. Not loan it, here. Here's a million dollars on the side. Okay, you're a million dollars. Is the guy going to say, I got to pay a million dollars? No, he just got it from the side, underneath the table from the king, right? So the same thing happens to us. Sometimes we, we lose money but we really got that money that we weren't supposed to have. We got it under the table. Hashem gave it to us. You know, you need to get this little knas of losing money. We don't have it. So you, did, you get a deal. You get something. You get a, a, a windfall there and then you lose it. It's not like you ever had it. So you made that stock. The stocks went up. So Tesla went up. So uh, Bitcoin went up. Uh, I don't want to say these things. I don't want anyone to lose that money yet and it should stay. I, I, I know a lot of guys are heavily involved. So... Um, but but it's a windfall. It's, it's, it could go either way, right? It could... <laughs> it, it, it's it's, ga, it's gambling. I mean, it's yeah. Well, a little bit. yeah. Life is I'm not only looking at... No, no, I'm not <laughs> only looking at... Yeah, looking at everybody. Yeah, everyone out there also. The, sti- the stipler told me personally. The stipler. not Rab Chaim. not Rab Chaim The stipler. The stipler. Rab Chaim's father. I was uh, a 19-year-old bachor in yeshiva when I went to him. And he told me that uh, my father had lost a lot of money in the stock market and he told me that, tell my father, and it was also to me also for many years, he tell my father, don't invest in stocks. Do not put your hard money in stocks and next time you, you learn your lesson. So every time I tried a little bit, <laughs> no matter how much I knew, I put a boom, stipler. He said, I remember his eyes looking right at me. Um, so it's uh, some people so have what do you keep doing that? no, just a few times no. once once, once or yeah. twice, go yeah, on, yeah. On, yeah anyway um, yeah. so so some, uh, so guys you 're lucky use that, use that use. i didn 't invest in bitcoins because then it would have gone really down, you know whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I could do, tell you before, and you do options okay so so that's uh, that 's the idea so Mar Miilla says that's true, right? He, he told it to me. He told it to me that's exactly what many people make millions of dollars and and and, and. Okay, so um, what was I saying? Uh, so the Gemara says worry. So we're talking about different ways, different ways to, to to get about worry and anxiety. The Gemara we just learned in our in our Naikurl. yesterday's Daf and Gimmel. Who's here, Naikel? Um, hello, is here, but he Yeah. Uh, the Gemara says interesting. We were just I'm just like learning yeah. about the sugya. No, oh, you won't! No, you won't. The Gemara says as follows: The Gemara says a whole story about Chagai um, Malache that uh, that uh, the Niel, the, not uh, not your son, not your friend, not killed. No, the the uh, the the Mal, the Navi, Navi was scared of something, and uh, but he didn't see it. So the Gemara says Chagai Malachi was scared. He did see the Malach; they didn't see it. So they had, the Gemara says, why were they scared? So sometimes you're frightened, you're worried, you're anxious. Gemara says is that because your malach, each one, each person has a malach, the malach can see something frightening, and and you don't see it. So the Gemara says, what do you do about it? So he says, you say shema. What is shema? Shema is Pashup pshat shema is the uh, is the awareness of that everything is Hashem. No malach, nothing can do anything bad to me. I have nothing to worry about. Everything is Hashem. Shema Hashem Echad is the one and only, right? So you say Shema, and 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 that goes the fear goes away because you bring that on. And he says another thing: what happens if um, you can't say Shema because you're in you're in a, you're in a um, dirty place? He says, move away four ames. If you can't move away four ames, you're stuck in, in in the place where it's smelly, your bed, whatever. You're in a car, let's say. you can't, you can't go anywhere. Uber. An Uber, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Right. So what do you do? You tell the Malach there are fatter goats in the slaughterhouse. So you tell this, uh, you tell whatever it is. So we don't understand what that is, but the point is, is that you see that everything, everything is up to the bnei shalom. And when when we throw things on Hashem, then all of a sudden our anxiety and our level of of uh, worry goes down. And 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 I happen to have seen uh, a talk from um, a psychologist about this. His name is Rick Hansen, and he said a very interesting thing, and he really was talking about a different kind of worry, but not worry about parnosa but more of just uh, you a know, person's uh, self-being being low and, and, and changing that. And he had a, a very interesting way that he, um, he said is, and the way to do it, and Chazal said the same thing, but in, in a different way. He brought it out very nicely. He says, um, the practice that to do, to get off worry and, and, and anxious and, and low, low self-being, feelings, low self-esteem, um, worth feelings that a person feels, is to concentrate on, on positive things that happen in, in, their, in their lives, especially in relationships. He says, the n- normal reaction is, if, somebody, if five good things happen to you during the day, nice things, people say how nice you are five times, and one guy says something a little nasty, when you go to sleep at night what are you gonna be thinking about cool. right what about the fight what about all other things right okay but it's it's that's because you were trained right so he says what you're gonna think about the, and that that plays in your mind and that brings a person down because the the way he said it is in psychology the neurons get absorbed within the brain and and it it becomes wired that way but way Chazal say it is that the uh, that um, her uh, Hergul, the the way is nasekeva that when you start to practice something it becomes permanent that's what Chazal say but it's the same same way so he says his practice that he said it was a revolutionary way that he did is is to take the positive um, instances and things that happen in your life and concentrate on them at least twelve seconds so take every day take. Positive before you go to sleep, you say negative, <laughs> goodbye, it's nice knowing you, it's a pleasure. Uh, let's take a positive thing and concentrate it and, and, and concentrate on that 12 seconds. He says, over time, it's not going to be one time, but over time, that's going to change your whole psyche, it's going to change your mind, it's going to make your whole mind a positive, a happier, a better place to be. And the same thing goes with, with worry for, for other things. If you think about all the good things Hashem has done for you, and don't concentrate on all the bad things, all everything that, you know, this happened, that happened. No, you concentrate. So you're worried, you're thinking, what am I going to lose this job? What am I going to have? I'm not making a sales, I'm not doing this. Concentrate on all the good sales that you did get. Wow, Hashem put you in this direction, in that direction, and concentrate on it. And, and He says, what happens is, and then He says, the next step is, by the way, is you can bring the, the negative, so well let's say you have negative feelings to somebody because somebody made you feel bad, so and, and the same person could have made you feel five times good things. You bring that together, you bring the positive. he said, but that you have to really be healthier, and you have to work on your first the positivity. don't bring that in. You have the positive, you bring in a little bit the negative, and then you can see, oh yeah, the person must have been you know in a bad mood that day, but generally. How nice the person is. And The same thing with Yiddishkeit. If if you bring in, oh yeah, you know what? I, I slipped a fell. I broke my, uh, you know, but but look at all the things that Hashem did. There must have been a reason why Hashem did that to me, and and that will change the psyche. It's very very important, and it's and it's a great um, it's a it's a great exercise and something that we can do. And we have to think about um, the the muscle um, I saw brought down was that there was a rebbe that somebody was complaining, and so he did was. He said, um, give me a cup of water. He took a, a cup of water, and he threw salt in it. He said, now drink it. He said, no, I'm not drinking that. That's disgusting. He says, okay, come with me. Then he went to a river, and he threw the same fifth full of salt into the river. And then he took a cup, and he said, he put it in, now drink it. He says, of course, I'll drink that. He says, what's the difference? It's the same salt. So obviously, he says, no, because look how much water, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be much better. It's going to be so tiny, the little things. He says, ah, that's your life. You just don't realize all the good is like the river. All the good things that happen. So you worry, you're anxious, you're, you're scared, you're apprehensive about a, a little bad thing. Think all about the river, all the good things that happen to you, and it's gonna be the, then you'll be able to drink it. The little bad, that, my, the worry that you have. So that's a, a very... The cup is stagnant too. What? The, the cup of stagnant right. it's being held on to. Exactly. The river is constantly going. That's, that's part of it. Um, very, very good. So... <laughs> and the other thing is, is that... Um, yes, I'm very, very... Mazel Tov. Um, Yosef, yeah, to that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he passed the bar, and I'm very proud of Yosef. Who passed the bar? He passed the bar, and he didn't go inside. Okay. Yeah, and he didn't drink. He passed the bar. Okay. So, um, getting back. So this week's parsha, we say Hashem promises Hashem promised Yaakov in this coming parsha that your children will be ka'afar the Kliyakr says an amazing thing he says that when you hit rock bottom it's only up right that's, that's a but he says it in, from this pasuk. you see when they're like dirt then they're going to the sprout and they're going to grow why is that? Kliyakr says is because when you hit the bottom and you realize you tried everything there's nowhere to go you're stuck what happens naturally? He turned to Hashem. He said, "Okay, I, I tried. Hashem, it's up to you." And then all of a sudden, boom! Everything comes. Everything comes zooming up. So the, that 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 um, that saying that when you hit rock bottom is true. But it's, it's not for the same reasons why the world says it. It's for different reasons. But the bottom line is, it's a good feeling. Is that? Oh, uh, you know, a person should say, "Oh, yeah." I, when, when am I going to hit rock bottom? Come on, Mike yeah. Um And that's what happened with uh, with uh, Rabashkin when he was. Was turned down from all. I like, tell the story many times. When he was turned down from everything, and he started dancing, and they said no more appeals and nothing, whatever. He started dancing. Is it why? Because now I only have Hashem. There's no more. There's no more anymore. And and that's when he was saved. So I'll end with this uh, story. That um, I said the Shabbos. So I'm sorry uh, whoever heard this, but it's it's an uh, idea. Is that we seen this? We saw in this past week's parasha, about Yisrael. it was it, it was amazing, amazing. But he saw in the parasha how Yitzchak made the best investment. We all talk about investments. You want to invest in something? What cap rate do you want? You want to you want to have an, at least seven, eight, nine nice cap, you know, <laughs> with upsides, right? That's ten years ago. Yisrael. So imagine Yitzchak bought a building for a million dollars, and he sold it for a hundred million. He made May Mayer Sharm. Mea Sharm does not come from the place in Israel. It comes from, exactly, a lot, lot better. Okay? Well, Shiva Inu is 75 million percent this year. Okay, alright. And he right. bought $1,000 in there last year. You know, made about uh, $800 million this year. Okay. It exists the last year? Well, unless I would have yeah. bought it because the disciples well, said so. Five, but, eight, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so... um private <laughs> account. So, so, so you're right. So he made a hundred times. And so, how does that, how does that work? It's because exactly the one Godel, the one of that's the most like. Who's the one that you think is the least businessman? You, you know, Yitzchak Yaakov Yaakov did a, this week's parsha. He does a deal with the with the with the sheep and uh, the spotted. Yeah, I think he's the wheel deal. Of course, it has nothing to do with that. But the least one, the one that was just a holy person that came from the from the Mizbech was Yitzchak. He, he davened. He was a vayda, but he made probably the most money. He did, you know, he did deals that he. And then, then the pasuk says three times he turned over his, his his fortune. Okay, so the story goes is that showing that we leave everything up to Hashem. The story goes is there was a young man in Eretz Yisrael who was uh, told by the doctor that he was allergic, and his family also. They had to eat. Uh, they couldn't eat any oil, any regular oil, vegetable, canola, all the stuff. Only you heard the story, right? They only had to eat attention. olive oil. Very good. They had to eat olive oil. So he he said, "I don't have the money. That's an extra. Everything is everything is you know, doled out exactly, exactly, lived to hand to mouth. And I don't have extra money. But olive oil is very, very expensive. So he had a, a Jewish cup. And what did he think? He says, "Let me go. He goes to a um, he goes to a vineyard." He drives by, he stops in, who's the owner? He gets the owner. He says, let me ask you a question. You're, you have a, a beautiful olive orchard, right? <coughs> yes. He says, what, what, who, who harvests? He says, I got a bunch of Arabs that do it. Um, so he says, do they like clean off the trees? He says, absolutely not. They do a terrible job. They just do it to be, uh, and there's a lot of stuff left. He says, so what do you do with the rest? He says, it just stays there till next year, whatever. Falls off eventually. He Says, would you mind if I come in and, and clean that off? Because I need I need the olives. He says it will be my pleasure. You're, you come, no problem. I'll let you know. I'll give you a call. Let you know when to come. So he calls him up and it turned out it was Ben Great, he was so happy. He borrows a van, a big ladder, puts some ties up on top of the thing. He comes to the vineyard. He puts his ladder up each tree. He brings his He brings ten sacks of uh, of, of empty sacks. And he goes up on the tree, and there's a lot of stuff, and he fills up easily ten sacks. He didn't even finish half the vineyard, half the orchard. Anyway, end of the day, he comes back, and the owner tells him, Here, I here's the the number of my presser. There's a guy who, who presses the olive into olive oil. You can go to him, he'll charge you whatever, not much. And So he went to him, and he brought him, the guy told him, Bring me uh, these jerry cans. He brought him how many jerry cans? bring about, between 10 and 14. He brought 14 jerry cans, he he pressed it, he filled it up, he came back, he filled them up, he gave him a few dollars, and he had enough oil for the whole year. Not only that, he had his own little bootlegging business that uh, he did on the side, and he made extra money. You know, his friends and neighbors, you know, everyone likes, wow, this is special olive oil, hand-pressed, you know, fresh. Uh, the best of the tree that that's left over whatever it was whatever the gimmick is whatever the mark we'll leave that to, to the marketing uh, masters over here we have everything in this room. Um so so what happened was last year this past year right now actually this just happened this is the past band of minor so he went again um, and he did it every year he went again he brought his 10 sacks he filled up his 10 sacks it's all he knows The all he needs it's all his van fit so he wasn't going to you know, do more. He fills it up, he goes, he brings it to the, uh, drops it off at the uh, wine presser, and he goes home. The wine presser calls him up a few hours later, he goes, what you do to me? He says, what do you mean? You didn't bring me enough jerry cans. He says, what do you, I, I brought you the same I bring you every year. He goes, I, you don't remember last year? He says, you think I remember how many jerry cans you give?" This is this little side uh, nothing. I do thousands and thousands of of of, of, of gallons of, of oil. I'm not going to remember how many I, I and he was all annoyed. He says, why are you annoyed? He says, you didn't bring me enough. I'm only halfway through. I'm barely halfway through. I have to stop my whole press. And I, uh, I need more cans. He says, how many do you need? He says, I, I need 10 to 15. You know what? Bring me 15 more cans. I, I don't want to stop middle. So he says, okay, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't know what you're talking about. He brought him 15 more cans. And he filled them all up. He comes out, do the math, 14 plus 15... 29 uh, Jerrykins. it's more than double, almost uh, a little more than double. And he, he doesn't know what, what it is. He says, what, I, I, but I, you don't explain to me what ha-. He says, I just press, I don't, sir, I don't know. Whatever comes out, I give you. I'm just a presser. I don't know what to do. So he goes to his rav, like every we, we don't know. We talked about going to, to Dastair. He goes to his rav and he says, what, what's going on? The Reb says, of course. He says, it's the sixth year of Shemitah. It's right before Shemitah. These, the Torah says that I guarantee you, if you get to keep Shemitah, he says, I want you to make sure that the farmer you, you, you get it from, is he, does he keep Shemitah? He says, yeah, of course he does. He's a from Yid. Sure, I saw him. I know he does. So he says, the Torah tells you that in the sixth year, you're going to harvest double to last you the year of Shemitah. He says, yeah, but I thought that's more, that's more... Olives, not more. No, no, he says the Torah the, doesn't need a way that gives you more. He gave you double amount of olive oil. Because you took from a field that has Shemitah, that's, and he did a little research, he found out that the other fields didn't have this phenomena. And that they never had this. All the years he's been doing this for, for, for five years, he never had this. That's because you walk in the way of Hashem, there's nothing to worry about. We all should come to this Madrega, realization that everything comes from Hashem. And whether it's good or bad, it's all for our good. It's all wonderful. And we should say Daga, Daga Mm Menayin. See you next week. (laughs)